Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, AfterBuzzers, and welcome to the Vagrant Queen After Show. We are talking about that epic finale, all things old must pass, part two. We got the full house today. My name is Terry Lane, and welcome back. My awesome and amazing, talented, and super proactive co-host, James. <laughs> Hi, I'm so happy to be back. Carrie. the two weeks without you have been hell. Um, I don't appreciate it, but you know what I was out doing, and I was out fighting for our cause, for our people. So I know you, will, you, will, you and our fans will excuse my absence, but trust and believe, Baby boy was missing some Carrie Lane desperately this past couple of weeks. Oh, well, I miss you. But I do want to give a shout out. Thank you very much for Paul, who joined us last week and talked about episode nine. It was fun to dive into the villain and stuff behind all of that. But James, so happy you're back. And happy yeah. all of you watching are back. We have a live chat. Thank you, everybody, who's been so supportive online. Special shout out, Millie. You've been messaging us like, hey, is it today? And I was like, oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, Millie, we so love you. Like your your tweets, your love, we feel it, we love it, we share it. And like, especially given the the times of what's going on right now, the little bit of love you've shown us has meant so much. So thank you, Millie, in particular, our like number one fan. And everybody else, we love you as well. Thank you for sharing, retweeting everything. Um, So we'll dive into what's on this episode. We have our special segment at the end, which will also semi-tie into current events. And actually, interestingly enough, I saw somebody else's tweet, and I wholeheartedly agree. This episode very um, serendipitously almost lined up with current events, and that is such a trip because they filmed it, you know, a while ago. But the way it came out, mm-hmm. hiding the current events so much. So, James, how was that for you watching it? And then also you literally were out in the streets experiencing it. Yeah. Um, so I will apologize to you guys now, but you can see a little schwitz here because I'm just getting back from the uh, LGBT BLM combined Black Lives Matter protest. So I have to say, like you said a moment ago, Carrie, it, it's, it's uncanny how Jem uh, was able to film these episodes and they've overlapped with current events. Like I know the uh, episode nine, they were doing a protest thing. And I was like, even as I, I, to be very honest with all of you, as we always are, I text Carrie and I was like, Carrie, like, I don't know if I can finish this episode because like, you know, that was for me in particular, that was in the heart of the, of the BLM protest here in Los Angeles. So um, it, it was not easy to watch because it was so reflexive of what was going on in my personal life in our personal lives as well. But um, I have to say this, this, this episode really, it, though it overlapped, it really, I hope that it, it gave our sci-fi audience an insight into what's going on and what and what ways they can um, adapt some of the, the the themes and nuances that we get from Vagrant Queen into their own personal life. So, again, it is un- uncanny how these things overlap, but I hope that our audience gets the message that I think Jen was trying was trying to uh, portray here. Yeah, um, it, it's so 
interesting to have watched it with through the lens of current events. It almost was more uncomfortable to talk about it last week and talking to Paul, even though he was a gem, he was great. Um, but it was so weird through like knowing what's going on. So it was really intense to watch these episodes for sure. Um, but how do we feel as a finale? I think personally, I think it ended well. I would love for there to be more, but I think it ends like this was a good finale episode. A lot of things wrapped up well, a lot of things we had wanted to happen happened, but it does leave the door open for more. James, what do you think? I wholly agree. Um, you know, this the season the season finale uh, of the first season here, it really it, like you said, it wrapped things up in in a, in, a, in, a, in a great way for me. Um, I was happy to see that we kind of like finally achieved the goal that we we had in line the entire season. Though it was episode nine, I'm happy to say we finally got the kiss between Amei and Alita. I know you guys talked about that last uh, last episode, um, but also too, it was just, it was interesting to see like to 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 see the personal side of Zevelyn, a princess. Oh, sorry, excuse me, Queen Zevelyn that we really haven't seen because the majority of her interactions have all been flashbacks. So it was finally great to see Zevelyn interact with Alita and. I'm sure you all know now after seeing the finale, like, you know, things didn't go exactly as planned, but, um, you know, it was, it was a great, great way to tie things up and it left me on the edge of my seat because of the potential um, uh, season two, the, the themes that we could experience for season two as well. Mm-hmm. And no word yet on if there's a season two or not, but we will lef- definitely let you know as soon as we hear something, mm-hmm. we all hope there Fingers will crossed. be. Yes. All right. So beginning of the episode, uh, we have decide, you know, she's prepping to bomb the entire city, which is pretty intense. Uh, how, how do you feel with how that went down? I kind of was like, oh, it was so sad for Desai yeah. and all of the, the fleet. And it was just like, oh. Yeah, you know, like, I, I felt the same way. Like, I, I, in, in watching it, you, you, you hope for the best and you hope for that, like, mm-hmm that like Disney Channel end that everyone's like, oh good, and like happily ever after. But unfortunately that didn't happen. And, you know, decide General Decide, I, I didn't realize how much of a of a heavy role she played in, in, in the um like the things we didn't see before the, the first episode. Like she played a very heavy role in a lot of the decisions that that were made. Um so I it was a sad moment. Um but I this may sound morbid, but I kind of think it had to happen. I think mm. it had to happen. Um to to really, I don't know. To kind of to kind of like to to, to bring us to a bit of solidarity in a sense. I want to say I don't know. Like I feel like oh sure she, yeah. she she the the goal was so such a destructive thing. Like I, it was one of those things. That, the common theme of this episode I kept realizing was um, like one thing is not bigger than the greater picture. I feel like that was I kind of looked at it like that. It was like though you 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 have going to have to do this, but I think Desai was thinking about the greater picture of things. I, I believe. You know, I just think of it now, it's almost ironic because the king before was so heavy handed of taking care of things. And the queen, Zevlin, was really like, hey, let's pull back. Let's not go about it that way. And Desai wasn't really liking what the king did. But then now here she is doing destruction later. So in preventing the destruction he wanted, she almost broad about it. And you're like, hmm, wait a second. Yeah. Okay. You know, I thought that was a good point, too. Uh, I don't want to skip over this. I mean, we may get to it later, but I think that interaction between the king and Zevelyn was super, super interesting. You know, we, I think for the, I can speak for myself, for the, a very long time, I thought that Hath was, was um, Alita's dad because they had such a, like a, a mother-daughter mm-hmm. relationship. But to see the king 
and to see i mean i know we we know what happened with him with the poison and everything like that but to see that that dynamic between zevelin and the king was was super interesting because you never i didn't i didn't picture him as being this like maleficent being but he he in a sense kind of was yeah he wasn't evil but he definitely didn't really care about the right. people the way he probably should have as a king uh there we go. Um, oh, the fact that she spared Zevlin, we she spared young Lazaro as a kid. That's like, whoa, small world of things came back together. Uh, yeah, so we have, when we first get her flashback, it's 22 years ago. Uh, also, how it's tied into current events of its protests, and she doesn't want, Zevlin does not want the king to send, like, the army to calm the protests yeah. down. You're like, wow, current events. Maybe you shouldn't uh, use brute force. Right. Oh, you know, there there was so another timely. moment. There was another moment too, and it was it was very small. But there was a moment in this episode that um, I think it was Alita. She said, "You're a bad leader, and you have bad hair." Do you remember that? I think they were yes, fighting to each Lazaro. other. Mm-hmm. To Lazaro. And that was another theme. I was like, wait a second. Is she talking about a certain United States president we may have right now? I don't mm-hmm. know. But those overlaps are really, really uncanny. And again, I could be extrapolating, you know, nothing from something, but or something from nothing, rather. But um, I thought those the, these themes of, like, current events, again, they're just so uncanny how Jen was able to, like, predict the future in a sense. Yeah. Sad, I guess, in a way we saw it coming. <laughs> Touche, yeah, mm, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have also Alita's trying to, you know, go through and evade all the guards. Uh, where was it? The Oh, yeah, Alita and Zevlin, when they first get reunited, um, the I like that the Evelyn, or Zevlin acknowledges that the loyalist made a mistake by telling her the lie by telling Alita the lie. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's good on her. Yeah. And it's, you know, your home and your legacy. And then she's like, but I don't want all of this. Um, something I had, I, I kind of noticed it before, but I just saw this looking on Twitter. Um, and great job, everybody, keeping the discussion going on Twitter. I love seeing mm-hmm. everybody about the show. Um, pointed out how it's your chosen family that honor your name more than the family that you are Ooh. blood related to. Because... The mom say, says her name wrong, and it's her friends who correct her. Correct like, her, yep. Yes. yes, go chosen friends and mm-hmm. family. So I thought that was a nice, also very timely with current events as well. Exactly, exactly. You know, I never really yeah. thought about that, but you're absolutely right. That 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 moment was very subtle, and it, I didn't even notice it myself. But in this instance, you're you're incredibly right. You know, we, we've seen, and the cool thing about this is that we've seen this family grow, this this, mm-hmm. this non-blood family grow with uh, Alita, Ame, and Isaac, and it, it it really is true, you know, in that instance, the, the, the family had to check the mother, be like, okay, the, you know, that's not where she is now, here's where she is, and here's what she's called, and so I thought that was a great point that I've never really noticed, so good on you for pointing that out. Well, thank you. And then thank you on Twitter. I, oh, yeah, y'all too. <laughs> thank you for writing that too. Uh, so then they're talking about pretty much they need to end this all together and their decision. Oh, yeah, the discussion of to destroy the steers out or not. And Alita 100% is like, I, we need to destroy it. I agree with her. It's one of those, it's just mm-hmm. too powerful to let it be out in the open. And it was making me very suspicious of her mother that she's like, no. And I'm like, why would you want to keep a brain? mind control device around that's just mm-hmm. wrong 
Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree. You know, and I, I feel like I don't know what episode it was, but I remember us sneaking back. I remember us in the past looking to where we are now, thinking mm-hmm. about Zevelyn, and she's always had this like, like pseudo sinister kind of like vibe to her to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I was in this entire episode, I was kind of waiting for that like, that that switch up for like the, the 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 mom to take off the mask and be like, here's who I really am. So when she alluded to that, I definitely was like, is are you are you trying to harness this power for your power for yourself or or, or what? Mm-hmm. Because it seemed to be you know a common theme and a common narrative for everyone to destroy the, one of the most powerful things in their universe because it like controls minds and it's this like beacon of destruction. So um, when she refuted destroying it, I was kind of like, well, well, what are you up to, mom? Right, I like these seeds planted early on of like mm-hmm. mm, really suspicious. Um, oh, also, awful life lesson on the mom talking about, oh, we did get confirmation that Zevlin can't rule because she is not royal blood. We were discussing that before, right. but now we finally have that, oh, well, I can't rule, I'm not royal blood. But the life lesson on the greater good of wanting to kill her pet, that was also immediate, like, mm, I am not mm-hmm. on team mom at all. Yeah, that was a hell of a life like, lesson ah. in, in that kind of way, too. I'm like, yeah, and I, I think it was half brought out the, I don't know the name of the creature. The pet, the, yeah. The he, pet. But, I, mad props to half though, because he seemed at least to feel awful about it, and they had the little yeah, tank the little of water ready. Yeah. But... But you know, luckily, no. young young Alita, I think, made the right choice, and, yes. and 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 luckily, you know, when she walked, when she not walked away, she cried and, and ran away. To be honest, yeah. Um, the little discussion between um, Half and um, and Zevelyn, you know, it won't poison the lake or anything like that. So yeah. it was a test. So it was good that you know Alita chose her heart and chose like the right thing to do, and it won't like mess up the ecosystem of their planet. Right. Um, oh, I did love the joke in the palace. Go Isaac, Tim, for the Infinity Stone joke. I was like, ah! <laughs> Yay. A, little, a little Earth joke, finally. <laughs> yes. Uh, so when they choose, like, to go for the lab or not, I was getting a little worried again of, like, everybody um, splitting up. Okay, mm-hmm. this was also the other moment that tied in so much to current events. First, we get Gladys on the planet, which is our fun alien from way back when, episode two. Mm-hmm. Episode two, um, I think I, it was. Yeah, I loved her bubblegum chewing, I don't care attitude. And I love the hair, fun. honey. The oh, I hair, hair was mm-hmm. amazing. And I like when she shows up when bumps into Chaz and his group. And this is Zyja yeah. Punk. Oh, yeah. it made me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I didn't think we would see Chaz again because he played Same. such a big role in the first couple episodes, the first three or four mm-hmm. episodes, really. I feel like he really did, like, facilitate them, like, going on this journey together. And, you know, being blood relatives to Amei, I would think that he would come up again. So I was, like, really, really happy. And it was such a, like, a like a Robin Hood moment for him to, like, swoop in and kind of, like, save the, save the people of the city instead of, like, you know, destroying Lazarus. So I thought it was a really cool moment for him. Well, also, it's almost the foreshadowing, foreshadowing, predicting of current events of the protesters versus rioters, that those are mm-hmm. very different people. Yes, not they are. Not paying attention to current events. Uh, and so Chaz and them pop in, and they are stopping some of the people doing destruction and yeah. people out. So I was like, oh, wow, this is even more like so right now. Gem, man, brilliant. You 
Yeah, you really did knock it out of the park. Like Jen might yeah. be a, a a psychic in in like right. her, in her like as her hobby because yes. these themes are overlapping a little too closely. If you ask me, it's kind of crazy. Yes. Um. So we have the lab, and I love that Isaac finds out he could go home, but he acknowledges that this is bigger than me, which is a big like moment for him of him mm -hmm. the entire show just wanting to go home, and now he's ready to bigger than me i will let go yeah. of it i was like oh yeah that was a, you know that was a, that was a sad moment and you know like i feel like i feel like towards the the latter the, the latter half of the season we really started to see isaac as more than this like smooth talking like mm -hmm. like grunty kind of guy like he you really do see like he has this like heart and compassion and I think Alita mentioned, she says this towards the end of this episode. She was like, you're going to be, you would make a really good dad. Yeah. And like, I thought that was such a sweet moment. And and because he like sacrificed his own happiness for the greater good, like it's like, that's a typical patriarch, like dad thing to do. So I was mm. really happy to see him make that, um, make that decision for, for not only himself, but for like his, his new, his new nuclear family. Yeah. That's a good comparison. I hadn't thought of it that way. That would, that would be a good Thing for a father a uh, mentality to have mm -hmm. all right so were you surprised when ame comes to get alita and takes her downstairs i was like oh no <laughs> uh, it, uh disappointed but not surprised for which part again <laughs> like no the fact that Ame is the one who gets Alita, takes her down to the lab. Oh, and the no. Control, you're like, mm. no. See, like, in the weird and part about her. that. I know. I was like, mm. what is happening? Because, you know, we, we, we all, you know, we know the power of the stars at. So we, we have, you know, those of us mm -hmm. who follow the show for some time, we probably you know what's going on, like, in Ame's head. But it was the visual of, like, Y'all have been trying so hard and we've been gunning for you so hard to be together and to see that happen. You were like, mm -hmm. a little part of me died. A little part of me died. I will say that. I was, and you can see <laughs> it on her face. Great job to Alex of acting that out of like, yeah. it pained her so much to do that. Uh, I wonder, like, I mean, this would have been, I don't know if she discussed it uh, with actor and director that I wonder if it's like, okay, the, Command is to stab, but I wonder if the character has any control over. Well, if I stab them here, it would be less lethal. Because hmm. we did learn it didn't kill her, so it's one of those. Yes, yeah. I did what you told me to do, but maybe I'm going to do it less damaging. That's a good point too, because if you think about the other, like the other characters that have been like had their mind controlled from the stars at uh, yeah. Lazaro, um, they have not held anything back. I know that infamous scene, the, the, yeah. the comic book scenes, as we call it, I think from episode eight with the, the generals in the, yeah. in the, in the mm -hmm. call, like that was like a very gruesome scene and they did not hold back at all. So perhaps there is some type of like a uh, level of mind control because I think that uh, Ame did kind of jab her in the right place where Ame, where uh, Alita was able to, to live and, and fight for the next, hopefully forever. Fingers crossed. Because she didn't do like, you know, stab like, in the heart or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we get, as you mentioned earlier, that's also that moment when we get the 15 years, 15 years ago, the greater good that Zevelin killed the king. Also one of those like, oh. Mm -hmm. See, see, that's what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. We, she, she has these little blips of like being sinister. Yep. Just saying. Yep. 
Um, so this is the moment. Also, I got super excited um, when Lazaro and Alita are talking that he just pretty much says we're similar, that we're both pawns being used, which I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe, but not really. That she is immune. Yo. So yep. I was like, yay. Yep. <laughs> you know what? You're yeah, sitting there like, and I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. The, the part that got, again, as like mega fans of the show, uh, I know you noticed this too, and I'm sure the people watching our show now notice this as well, but I'll just say it. The fact that her eyes didn't change color, I was like, okay, she's immune. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Good call. I'm yeah. probably, but it was more just the, I'm You're like, oh, she's just going to go along with it. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, because you don't want to like get your hopes up and get smashed. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When I noticed her eyes didn't change color, I was like, "Okay, I think Girl, that she might indicator. be onto something." Yeah. Hmm. You could have cheated shooting that though, and shot it from like a different angle where you don't Touché. see her eyes. So, but you yeah, it kept us guessing. You hear that, Jim? Carrie Lane is giving you shot direction. You need to hire this girl. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so they get to they get the oh when the scientist died. I was super bummed that she died. Oh no! I I don't know why. What you know you know throughout the entire series we always have those characters who are like not really like we call them like the JV squad. They're not really like prominent characters. Yeah. But they like stand out to us. The scientist is one of them. I don't even think does she have a name. I never caught her name. I feel they yeah, maybe said it once. You know, if you know, please comment forgotten. down below. Yeah, let us know. Uh, but the scientist plays, like, such a big role. And she she got them guns, though. Mm-hmm. She got them good guns. So I was so happy to see her. But it was such an unfortunate thing, too. And, you know, I yeah. feel like, too, this was one of the few characters that Isaac really connected with. Like, yeah. You know, because he's very, like, he's a very closed-off kind of character. Mm-hmm. So I know that like, they had that, that infamous train scene at the Sunshine Express, I think it was. Yep. Um, so it was cool to see Isaac, like, I know you! <laughs> like, hey, welcome. He's so excited. Yeah, yeah. So I think well, it made also, it, like, that extra sad when she when she died. Yeah. I do like that she had a lot of sass at the end, mm-hmm. though. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna die. Go do something else, man. Yeah. Like, and she okay. gave. I think she gave. Didn't she give Isaac or one of them like the healing gun for for? Um, oh yeah, don't use that on me for you. Use that on Leah. Yes, good call. Um, all right, so then we get the really fun epic fight scene between Lazaro so and Alita. So good. And another interesting current events thing. Talking about the legacy of our fathers. I was like. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, how but, much oh. of an overlap is that with what's going on yeah. right now? Oh my goodness, yes. But yeah. she's like, I'm not my parent, and I'm going to do my mm-hmm. own thing. And that fight, they did a great job. They, they that did fight so good. So good. There was one part in particular. I don't know. I don't remember where it was. I think it was, I want to say towards the middle of the scene. But, like, you see you see uh, Lazarus, like, punch um, Alita, and you see the blood come out of her face as she hits the mm-hmm. ground. I was like, you know, we know, you know, I, we're not, like, best friends, but Carrie and I know Adrian, so I was like, no, Adrian, not our baby, no, no. Yeah, they did a great job of making it look realistic as a fight, too, because, I mean, just um, literal physics of he's a bigger male to her smaller female yeah, than I'm like, tiny. no, he's bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But... I like that she's able to do damage realistically rather than like super powered suddenly. And right, you're like, yeah. where'd that come from? Yeah. You could have been using uh, that for episodes, many, many episodes ago. So yes. it's cool to see that. You're right. But good thing is she gets her gun at the end. And that is our quick mannequin challenge. And this is a television show, but I am so, so glad she killed him. So glad. Yeah. I have to agree. Oof. 
Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't think, you know, every you would think that we would know this by now, but I feel like every, every episode, I'm always like, oh god, oh that's you know, that, mm-hmm. oh ooh, that's the a, blood, that's mm-hmm. a, a boom situation. Is this what, what is this rated? I'm like, goddamn. It it was intense, but it's one of those things. And again, we are st- not talking real life, so nobody misconstrue this. But within fiction, often the characters the heroes need to kill the villains because if they don't they will go on to kill so many more it's been in so many mm-hmm. stories that you're like because mm-hmm. lazaro there's he there's no way he would change ever no he is you, just gone you know i, I don't know i don't know if we'll, we'll briefly mention this but i because i think it, it bears uh, repeating um lazaro killed his parents that too mm-hmm. like he was okay killing his like parents. he's like Lazaro's crazy. Like Lazaro's mm-hmm. crazy, and I, he he tried to fight for his mom. And I yep. thought to myself, you know, I was like, again, like the the little kid in all of us is always like, like Disney Channel movie, like it's gonna, like it's not gonna happen that way. I yep. was shocked because I know him and his dad had contention with each other, but him and yeah. his mom, like that is the one being that I felt like really humanized him. So I was yeah. genuinely shocked when he took out his mom. Um, if you are new to our after show, go check out last week's episode where we did talk with Paul and we did talk about this particular moment. And for me watching, I felt this was that moment where Lazaro checked out. He is not mm-hmm. redeemable anymore. When he is able to kill his mother that he is so close to, that was when it's like, there's no going back. Yeah, so go watch and see scene. what Paul said. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yes, Millie in the chat says, such a great fight scene with Adrian and Paul and that mannequin challenge was sick. Yes. We agree, Millie. It's good. <laughs> it's intense. And I'm glad, it was very satisfying because I don't, I don't think there's any other way because otherwise he'd be a prisoner for life that, mm-hmm. no. Uh, so we get the ship. I feel Bolin and Zevlin are being super suspicious and it was what we thought. Um. I like Ame's plan though that like okay maybe Isaac can go home yeah. and that will be how they can do that. Uh and the moment where I do think when and again if we're fans we can criticize stuff because that means we love it and we want it to be as best as possible. Mm-hmm. I I didn't love how Ame just kind of disappeared. I thought she was going to go like secretly listen in on something. Mm-hmm. But there was no payoff on that so I would almost wish her to have left with more purpose. Like, oh, yeah. I'm working on something in the back. I kind of felt the same way. Like, you know, Ame has played, I mean, she's, she's part of the trio. Like, she's part of the family. Yeah. So I was genuinely shocked. Like, it was almost, you know, again, we love the show, obviously. You know, we, yeah. we love we love everybody and everything. But that one part, I was like, I was waiting for, like, the, 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 the Ame grand finale. And I kind of feel mm-hmm. like she went out with the fizzle. So, again, fingers crossed for a potential season two, because that would be an incredible story arc reuniting Ame to Isaac and Alita, uh, mm-hmm. wherever Ame may be, because the ship is where presumably at Earth, but we don't really know mm-hmm. yet. So, um, yeah, I wholly agree. It was kind of like a a, a fizzle. I was like, but but yeah, y'all are just like, getting together. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. but wait, yep. wait, wait, we love you, Ame. So I agree. Yeah. Um, but as you said, we have the nice moment with Alita and Isaac, parents. Um, Oh, a good point too, uh, and this is for any time period, that parents are pretty much just as clueless as their children. Uh, <laughs> parents don't always know everything. Maybe they know more from some experience, but it's often the case they do not. So mm-hmm. I thought that oh, was cute. Uh, and then, yes, we have that moment where Zevlin and Alita are talking about their debate on the steer's dad as a tool. And Alita's great line, essentially, the idea that 
everybody thinks they're using it for good. Mm -hmm. And we know that is not the case. So not at all. Can't have it. Need to get rid of it. Yes. yes. Uh, and then, yeah, the end is the ship disappears. They're on board. Chaz arrives and he's like, where'd they go? So it's like, well, yeah. hopefully we get our season two. I know. Because I feel like now, now I, I forgot about Chaz joining uh, Alita and Isaac because yeah. that just shows an even greater need for, like, a, I mean, for us for season two because now yeah. you have a, a third connection to Ame, her brother. Mm -hmm. And there, that's a blood connection too. So yeah. I don't know if this means. Uh, yeah there's a new trio that's Chaz, Alita, and Isaac, or we're going to be into a quartet. Right. We can get Amame back, but I, I hope that we get the family back together because we want that so. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully there's season two. Um, any other thoughts on the episode before we get to our special segment? No, I, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, you know, uh, I was happy to see things wrap up. I was happy to see a bunch of new familiar, uh, familiar faces that we've seen mm -hmm. uh, pepper it throughout the season. We got to see a bit more of those characters as well. So, um, yeah, super happy with, with the way this ended. Well, now we got to figure out how our characters are going to get to Earth because that's where <laughs> we think they're going. Uh, yeah. We got, sorry if I say this wrong, Night, Night Razor with Y. Night uh, mentions Earth. Yes, hopefully our trio, our new trio, can figure out how to get follow them. We know some other ships can do it, so maybe yeah. they'll try to get one. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. um, our special segment's a little bit different this time, but we're still giving you the cool behind the scenes and looking at these awesome uh, characters and people and what it means to have that kind of representation. So James, for our finale, what is the segment called? Let's call this one, Winnie, what's on your head? <laughs> nice. so so you know you know we've been doing the winning who winning what and shining some some spotlights to characters who have been been under been under makeup but you know we really want to spotlight uh several of our black females in this show and you know the topic of of hair has come up recently i can recall back to kind of bring things up to a bit more contemporary times uh gabrielle union actress is, is uh suing america's got talent for a reason similar to what we're going to discuss in a second so she filed a lawsuit against america's got talent and um the lawsuit in in the lawsuit she claims that america's got talent got on her about her rotating hairstyles and i think the quote was uh she said that the producers told her that her um her hairstyles were too black for a main a mainstream audience so you know carrie and i got to thinking and we really thought it was important to highlight the black women in this show and in particular the hairstyles that they have because we know queen zevelyn i'll be very honest as carrie and i were texting today she mentioned to me that you, queen zevelyn shaved her head and a gem even reported on that is that right i i was trying to find that again so excuse ours if we can't quite find it but zevelyn i'm pretty sure i saw it somewhere if someone knows for sure please comment down below but shaved her head for the role um because yeah i don't remember at the beginning her having the shaved part. So I was like, yeah. oh, wow. Neither do I. I. it looks great. So good. Like, she rocks it very well. Like, yeah. not everybody can, can, can rock a bald head. But, you yeah. know, we really, we really wanted to highlight some of the, the natural hairstyles of some of the other actresses as well. Uh, we have, And then uh, also, I was going to say, no, sorry, real quick. Um, no, one absolutely. with the shaved head, and then when she has the braids with it, too, which is really cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the braids, too. I thought that was so cool yes. because the braids kind of come around the Like front. a crown. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, great. I never thought about that. You're absolutely right. Um, but, you know, we want to highlight some of these other Black actresses. And there's a tweet from um, uh, at Ace Duggar. He tweeted back on May 19th, and he wanted to highlight some of the Black women in sci-fi. And he simply said, Black women in sci-fi. Yup, yup, yup. Hashtag Bacon Queen. 
and he highlights a lot of these uh, a lot of black women and adrian herself has rocked her natural hair at this entire episode and mm -hmm. i love to the throwback though though we are on other planets in other galaxies we can still pay homage to black women and celebrate mm -hmm. black women in their hairstyles so we really wanted to highlight a lot of you know very rarely do you see black women in sci-fi even more rarely do you see black women as leads in sci-fi mm -hmm. so we, we thought it was super important and so did jem uh she tweeted on june 4th um highlighting one of the actresses actresses he says i told you we had big plans for gladys is this a setup for her season two uh, Vagrant Queen character, I wonder. A little tease from 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 Gem as she does. Um, absolutely love working with Gasso Red Hulo. I apologize because I'm sure I did not say your name right, but you know we got love for you. Um, yeah, we love Gladys's on, hair and her whole so look. Good. Yeah, she goes in to say so much, um, so much that after she was on episode two, I went back and wrote her into episode ten. Definitely more adventurous plan for her. So this goes to show the power of, of Black women and power of Black women in sci-fi that Jem thought it was so important to highlight them that she rewrote the series to put this actress in episode 10. So that's going to be our special segment for, for the day yeah. as we want to continue our discussions about uh, Black Lives Matter uh, and, and see how we have overlaps in even, most, even very obscure realms like sci-fi and how we can find those overlaps in our own present life as well. And not only is it women of color lead, black women lead, and queer as well, which was Absolutely. a great to have as a lead character, and it not be a trope, as a realistic relationship. Um, it was not done as a fan service thing, even though fans, of course, enjoyed it. We will love seeing their romance blossom. But, you know, it was a realistic thing, and all the other characters that we have come to learn and love over the course of the series and so i really hope there's season two because it's been so fun watching season one and talking mm -hmm. with all of you and james about it so oh i'm sad we're at the end for season one we are but you know before we head out i have to say um as like a as a secondary special segment i am a black man in this world obviously and um i have to say carrie i want everyone to know that you guys carrie has gone out of her way i could cry right now Carrie has gone out of her way. Don't do it. No, she seriously has gone out of her way to check in with me, post, uh, tweet. She has gone above and beyond. So I, I personally, as a Black man, you know, we never say this. I'm not going to speak for the Black community, but in this instance, I am. I want to thank you, Carrie Lane, because you really showed me that allies truly do exist. Believe it or not, Carrie and I have actually never met in person. <laughs> We've only ever met during this TV show via Zoom. So for her to have moved me in such a way really shows the power of camaraderie, the power of allies. So Carrie, from the bottom of my heart, for everyone out there to hear, I want to thank you for your advocacy, for your voice, and for your love throughout this time. Oh, I'm like, no, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> no, thank you. And um, I, I think that just also is a shout out to everybody who wants to help and support. There are many things you can do. If you can't get out and protest, that is okay. There is a mm -hmm. lot of other things. There's petitions to sign. You can post about it, educate yourself, learn, listen. It's not a thing where you can just sit by and do nothing. There's always something you can do. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of resources online. Come on, we have the internet at our fingertips. There is Literally. so much to get out of it. So even sharing like stuff like this show, because it's that representation, it matters. When people see that kind of representation across the board, it opens people's minds of like that that's an option to exist. Absolutely.
So now we got all deep on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I think those are some awesome final words to add, uh, end yeah. on. Um, James, is there anything else that you are working on right now to let people know about because we're done with this show? Yes. Um, so I, as Carrie mentioned at the top of the show, I have been a massive advocate for Black Lives Matter. I've been protesting every single day, as I said before, we, as we started. I just got back from a LA, a LGBT uh, paired with BLM, uh, Black Lives Matter protest. So I do a lot of advocacy. Um, I have a I Love You James series that is uh, available online under my Instagram at Terrell James Maple. I'm also working with AfterBuzz TV now doing a lot of uh, interviews and a lot of uh, live coverage. So I, as I said, I just got back from a protest now, so we'll be editing that this week. So look out for something. I, I, I'm using the, the God gift and talent that I have, which is my voice, to, to spread the word for our cause. So please look out for us. Please support us. And yeah, we, we really do love you guys. Yes, thank you everybody who is tuned in over the course of this, joining uh, in live or later commenting and uh, on Twitter. It's been really great to feel that sense of community and coming together over something we love and also causes that we care so much about. Uh, for myself, other shows, still doing Demon Slayer, which is an anime, and we talk about that and also going to be the perspective of plenty of blurreds, black nerds. Those exist. Yes, they do, <laughs> if you didn't know. Uh, but, you know, it's the voice acting community has been really supportive about Black Lives Matter and talking about it and also just actual representation of the voice behind the character. Mm -hmm. So we'll get into some of that as well. So that's Sundays at six. And yeah, definitely check out James's video. I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> what videos you produce. Uh, the series is on Instagram, so you can go watch that. And oh, well, James, just in case people don't know where to find you online, where can they find you online specifically? Because you're like, you, yes, find me. But <laughs> You can find me on Instagram at Terrell James Maple. It's T-E-R-R-E-L-L -L James, J-A-M-E-S-M-A-P-L-E, like the tree, Maple. And then also on Twitter at James Maple Actor as well. Nice. And you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And let's keep the discussion going. Let's keep talking about awesome stuff like this show as well as Black Lives Matter as, mm -hmm. and so much more. This is only the beginning, y'all. And we got Absolutely. momentum. Let's keep it going. All right. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, James. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Carrie. Love you guys. We love you. Bye. Love you Bye. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.